0: I would like to give a special thanks to Tanner Howe for reading our scripture. He mentioned in class before he came down that he could go ahead and leave his Bible and he'd just quote it. But he wanted to make sure that he took his Bible so everyone could read along with him. As we begin, I want to give a special thanks to those that are visiting with us. It is such a great opportunity for us to to be able to look out each week and to see folks that that we might not see every week, but that we would love to. Uh, we want to invite those that are visiting. Do please take the, the card in front of you in the pew. There's a card so that we can have a record of your attendance. Uh, we, would like to, we would like to have that on record and have knowledge that you are here. If you'd hang around just a couple minutes afterwards, I'm sure we'd love to have a few minutes to get to know each one of you. As we begin today, we'll be looking at the subject of my faith is my own. There's there's a great thing going throughout the religious world where we can see that my parents did a certain thing and because of that I am part and going to do the same thing that my parents did. However, within the church that Christ built, within the the church that was established in the first century, that's not the case. The case isn't that because their parents did one thing that they chose to do exactly the same thing. In fact, if you look at Acts chapter 17, if you notice there, it said these were more noble than those in Thessalonica. Speaking of the Bereans, there was something special about them. It says in that they searched the scriptures daily to see whether those things were so. We need to know that our faith is built on the Word of God. We can look at the preacher and we can see the the eloquence of speech or their their great ability to capture our attention. We can look at the, the members that were around and have great friendships, but that doesn't bring us faith. We can look at the elders that lead the church But just knowing them, just seeing them, just enjoying being around them is never going to bring about that faith. Those in Berea were more noble because they were searching the Scriptures. There's not many verses that could be more plain than the one that Tanner just read. Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. It's very simple. Without the Word of God... There wouldn't be a starting place. Without the word of God, that faith would never come. They've got to hear that word of God, which is going to bring them to a point where they can have faith. Hearing it, believing it, putting it into action, they'll have that faith that Jesus is the Christ. So the question today is, while we begin our study, let's make sure that our faith is our faith. We're not going to make it on someone else's shirt tail. We're not going to make it just knowing that so-and-so was a great person, but in fact we've got to make it because we've looked at the Word of God, we've believed the Word of God, and we've put it first in our lives. If you notice our faith being our own, building our faith comes through our study. Building my faith comes through my study. We notice Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Also, you can look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, and verse 13. It says, For this cause also we thank God without ceasing, because when we receive the word of God, which ye have heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men. Now there's something special about it, because it's not the word of men. This word that we have to study in order to have the faith is the word of God. It's the Bible that we read on a daily basis. It's the Bible that, that is all inspired, mentioned in 2 Timothy chapter 3, and verse 16. It's the word that God spoke. Through the pen of the apostles, now we have the word that we can study. The word of God, the study of it, must be a part of our life. In order to have a faith which is our own. Now we notice in 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 13 that it wasn't man's words. But in fact it was God's words. In fact man's words won't bring faith at all. You can listen to me and, and the things that I say outside of the scripture they'll never bring you faith. But if you get into the scripture and you look at the Bible and the things that are written there. That's where your faith comes. Notice in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. It said, And the things that thou hast heard, among, uh, the, has heard of me among many witnesses, the th- same commit thou to faithful men who will teach others also. The things that thou hast heard of me, he's talking about the word of God. He's talking about the true or the truth. He's talking about the truth of God. If we listen to that, If we understand that, it says the same commit thou to others. Those that are faithful are also going to have that job of being out committing it to those around them. But notice it's the word of God that they have to to receive in order to be able to go out and to teach something that's important. Something worth hearing. The things that thou hast heard of me, the Apostle Paul says. Now we can notice that man's words deceive. Look at Jeremiah chapter 14. Jeremiah chapter 14 and verse 14. We know that through God's words we can have faith. But when you look at man's words, there's a problem. If we try and trust men, verse 14 and chapter 14 of Jeremiah, it says, And the Lord said to me, The prophets prophesy lies in my name. I have not seen them, command them, nor spoken to them. They prophesy to you a false vision. Divination, a worthless thing, and the deceit of their heart. You got to be careful because you don't know what Jared Rhodes has got on his back burner. You don't know what ulterior motives I might have as I stand before you and try and present the Word of God. We need to get in here and check what's said. Don't trust me just because I'm saying it. Again, in the New Testament, in Matthew chapter. Uh, 7 and verse 15, it says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. There's a motive behind them. There's something that's different than the doctrine of God. They have an ulterior motive. We want to make sure that we check, we study, and we will get that faith that comes through the study of God's word. Though man can deceive us, God's Word will never do that. If we look in God's Word, we can have that faith that will only come by hearing. The message that we teach, we've got to teach that old message, that same one that was taught in the first century in Acts chapter 2 and even before, as the, as the way was prepared, as the, as the Messiah was still here on earth, as Jesus was out teaching. As you can see, his first sermon in Matthew chapter Chapter 5, we've got to teach that same message that was taught. We've got to teach that same thing that he taught then. If you look in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6, it says, "...if thou put the brethren in remembrance of those things..." Talking about those things in the previous verses and including uh, the doctrine of God. "...following after the doctrine that was commanded to follow." If you put the brethren in remembrance of those things, or these things, "...thou shalt be a good minister." That's what we want to be. We want to be true to the word. We want to be following after the word which God had intended. Not only do we want to build our faith through our study, but we want to teach our faith through our teaching. We want to tell others about our faith through our teaching. We want to spread that gospel. We want to teach that message to others. Also, we want to show our faith through our action. I actually skipped the second point. They might have skipped it too. We'll see. Uh, We want to show our faith through our action. There's actions that we have as we live our daily lives. People look at us. They see us. They see the things that we do. One of the most uh, prevalent verses or or probably one of the most memorized verses, Matthew chapter 5, verse 16 says, So then let your your light... Shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let your light so shine before men. Let it shine in a way that people, when they look at you, they see your good works and they glorify your Father in heaven. Our faith is shown through our actions. People look at us and they see the way that we act. They see the way that we live. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 It says, But the fruit of the Spirit, the Spirit living in us, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. But if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall be neither barren nor unfruitful. The Spirit living in you because you have God within us. It says, The fruit of the Spirit, what is shown forth, what people see are these things. People see love. They ought to see love in a Christian. Your faith within you brought it to the point where now people around you look at you and they say, Wow, that person is a person of love. That person is a person of joy. That person has peace, love, joy, peace, long-suffering. The list goes on. All those great attributes should be seen by those around you because you are living as a Christian. Because you are living as you ought to. Our faith should throw th- show through our action. We want to be sure that the action that we take in our lives sends that good, lo- that good light. Recently this week, uh, Joel Taylor and I were able to spend some time together. And while we were together, we were talking about the great influence that we have when we're out in the community. When you're out and people see you, and for instance, Joel's lived in... Uh, olive branch for a long time he tells me there's many people that know him and if they see him out doing things that are wrong what what kind of perspective are they gonna have what are they gonna see what are they gonna know because they say Joel Taylor he's a member of the olive branch Church of Christ what are people going to think because they know who he represents let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven." How are they going to glorify God if the light that you put off, how is it going to glorify God if the light that you put off is as dark as can be? There's no light at all because the light that you show is evil deeds. If we go out and show that there's something more important than God in our lives. There's a love for certain things. We ought to have a love for God. Our actions are displayed through our faith and obedience. I'd encourage everyone to, sometime this week, just take time to look at Hebrews chapter 11. We call it the great chapter of faith. If you look at each of those examples, these people that are are spoken of as great men of faith, Noah, Abraham, Abel, many people, If you look at Hebrews chapter 11, each one of these has something in common. There's something that's important that brings these people to the point where they're called someone of faith, someone in faith. And the main theme as you continue through and you see what happens is they were obedient to God's word. They were fulfilling commands of God. They fulfilled the commands of God and they're considered person of faith. One that's going to be a person of faith is going to be the same way today. We're fulfilling those commands that God would have us to do. We're shining our light as God would have us to shine. We're living our lives in a way that promotes Christ. Our actions are displayed in fulfilling the greatest command. We sang the song here just a couple weeks ago, Love One Another. The greatest command says, Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, and with all thy mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. There's none greater. If we fulfill that greatest command, that that true love for the Father, what couldn't be seen short of it? As many of you know, I was recently married. If I'm going to show my love to Anna, I'm sure it's going to be because I stay out late and I try and do everything I can other than go home because I don't want to spend any time with I don't want to spend any time with Anna. That's not the case. If we love someone, we want to spend time with them. We want to spend time with God in prayer. We want to spend time with God in studying the Word. We want to spend time with God in that the times that the the elders have set aside that we can come together as a a group and admonish one another, lift one another up. If we have that true love for God, if we're fulfilling that greatest command, I would like to think there's nothing that would come ahead of God in our lives. We're going to strive to be at the services of God's people every chance we get. There's two times during the week where we have set aside for worship, other times for Bible study, If we truly love God, I would think that we would make it it a point in our lives to to know I'm going to be there to worship God when I have the opportunity. If I have that opportunity that I can go, I'm going to clear my schedule so that I can be there. We need to make sure that our actions display our faith in fulfilling the greatest command. And finally, the third point, which I mentioned earlier, we need to be telling our faith through our teaching. That light that we shine is one way in which we can teach the world around us. But what are we teaching them? What are we telling people about? There's an important message. There's something special that we have and it's all based on the Word of God. If we spread this message we can save ourselves and those that hear us. That's what the Apostle Paul told Timothy. Those that hear you spreading that good news, that good message, the gospel, they can be saved through it. Faith includes the teaching of the oneness of the Godhead. And you talk, talk about the church, there's a unity. We in the same should be united on this book. We should be united on the standing that we want to be obedient to God. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22, it says, And hath put all things "...under his feet, and hath God hath put all things under his feet, Jesus' feet, and hath made him to be the head over the church." "...and hath made him, and gave him to be head over the church," which is his. It's God's. God gave to Christ the authority. Now the united church, they work together to have the church. In scripture we can see it called the church of God. We can see it called the church of Christ. Many times you can see it called the church." Because it's what was known. It was the church. They didn't think of it as anything else. Today, I would like to think we could go by the name church. When people ask us where we attend, we attend the church. The church of the New Testament, the church of the Bible. The first century church. It's the same thing, except now we're not in the first century. But we follow by the same rules, the same standards that they did then. We need to make sure that we teach our faith through the oneness of the Godhead... And we need to do that by teaching that of this doctrine. Teaching from this book. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16. It says, Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine and continue in them. For in so doing you save yourself and those that hear thee. We want to save others because we've got the good news. We want to save others through that good news. Faith includes also that of salvation to those who are in Christ. Those who are in Christ. We need to spread that message because we want everybody to be there. We want everybody to be part of that group. 2 Timothy 2, verse 10. 2 Timothy 2, verse 10. It says, Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which... Is in Christ Jesus. Salvation can only be found in one spot. Jesus tells us in John 12, 48 that the word, his word, the word that I have spoken, the same judges one in the last day. What do we want to live by? That word. We want to live by that word that He teaches, that He promotes. So how do we get there? We've got that salvation in Christ. Galatians chapter 3, verse 27 said they were baptized into Christ. That's how they got there. Faith includes that church that belongs to God. We want to make sure that we're a part of this church. The one that we read about right here. There are many things that are taught in the world around us, but unless it's according to this, how can it help us? How How can it be of benefit to our lives? We need to make sure, we need to check, we need to study and make sure that What we do is found in here. In Acts chapter 20, verse 28, there's something special about that church. That church, it says that he has purchased with his own blood. If it doesn't belong to Christ, I don't know who it could belong to. It says he purchased it with his own blood. What a price. But he paid the price. And because of that today... That church that Christ is, is the foundation of. The one that he built, it's his. It belongs to Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11 says, For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. We have one foundation and that's a building block. The rest of the, rest of the building, the rest of the church, is, is based around that one building block, that foundation block. Christ being that foundation. If we're built around Him, we'll be solid. We'll be strong. You won't ever have to worry about problems because you have that strong foundation. And faith brings one to the point of change. If there's anything we need in life, we need that faith which we've developed through the Word of God. And we need that faith that has developed within us to the point of where we know if we've done wrong. We know if there's, there's something that's wrong in our life and it pushes one to change. Notice in Acts chapter 20 and verse 28. I mean, sorry, that was our last verse. In Acts chapter 8 and verse 12. If you look at Acts chapter 8 and verse 12, uh, Philip here preaching, it says, But when they believed Philip, preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God, what happened? It says they were baptized, both men and women, Hearing the word Philip was preaching, they heard what he was preaching, they knew it was God's word, and it brought them to the point where they said I've got to do something. I've got to make a change in my life. And it says, and they were baptized, both men and women. The word of God is applicable to all. The word of God changes lives. If we're willing to build our own faith, we'll have that faith that gets us to heaven. I dare say that it's a sorry thing to think that some might come to services just because of their parents. I encourage the youth group on a regular basis, don't let it be because your parents make you come, that you come to services. I understand there was a time in my life that I probably went to church because... I didn't know any better and I would sure like to be at home and to play my games and play with my Legos and all that fun stuff. But there comes a point at which your faith has to become your own. And that's only going to come because your study of God's Word. Each person has to put that on themselves. Our faith must be built through our study. Our actions must show our faith to the world and the teaching the telling that we do should reach out to the souls around us notice each time it comes back to my teaching or our teaching think of it individually it's your action it's your teaching it's your study it's my teaching it's my action and it's my study It all comes down to me in the last day. Jesus said, the word that I have spoken the same shall judge him individually. Each person is judged off of what they've done. Don't try and ride a coattail to heaven, but in fact make it your own. Study it for yourself, believe it for yourself, and follow God for yourself. If you aren't on that straight and narrow path that leads us to heaven, you put yourself on that path today. We can help you, but you have to make the step. If there's something amiss in your life, if you haven't had that faith in God, if you haven't put Him first, if you haven't followed after Him, we need to make a change. We need to make sure that God is number one in your life. We need you to be in Christ. Galatians chapter 3, verse 27. Just as they did in Acts chapter 2, as they were preaching, the people understood. It says they were pricked in their heart in verse 37. They said, what must we do? They understood that Jesus was the Christ. They had faith because they'd heard the message that Peter was preaching. They were pricked in their heart and they said, what do we have to do? He said, repent and be baptized. Make a change in your life. Willing to confess God as your Savior? Notice it says they were baptized later on in Acts chapter 2. It says and they are added unto them about 3,000 souls. That first day, that first sermon, it all began. That faith can come, but it only comes through God's word. If you haven't built your faith on your study, you really don't have faith at all. Let's make sure you have that faith. If we can help you, if you haven't been baptized for remission of your sins... Make that right today. Maybe you've maybe you've wavered from your faith. Maybe you've gotten off the the path that's prescribed in this book. If you have, make that right. Get back on track. If we can help you, come as we stand and sing the song of invitation. Um,